Bang bang! What's up, you little bunch of dirty, dirty diapers? This epi- this episode of Welcome to the Potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel. Now, if you wanna um, if you wanna get yourself a nice little supplementary income, little sup, little secondary income there, then you sign up to Bet with Joel, just like me, and uh, you're gonna get the best in sports tipping advice, man. And um, let me tell you this, this man, I think we're on a bit of a cold streak right now, but we've had enough hot streaks, boy, to, you know, put put Adelaide to shame in the summer. You feel me? So uh, you sign up at betwithjoel.com slash ref, that's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. And enter promo code potty exclusive 50, that's potty exclusive 5-0 for 50% off your first week. Um, and... Uh, if you want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast, please go to welcometothepotty.com and buy yourself a Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt for $40. Um, 5% of all sales go to charity. Um, each month we choose a different charity. And this month, of course, in November, we're going to go for Movember, the Movember Foundation to help stop men dying too young. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party, bang bang! It's your man Clay Tron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, cause I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman. Because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI of podcasts and the captain, the fucking Easter bunny of podcasting. Because I just hop around lying to everybody, dude. I just hop around lying to everybody. I told you guys we were going to be filming by today. And let me tell you this, we're not. But I've got more excuses. I know I, know I hate excuses. Um, but I got one for you. We are so fucking close to having this studio completely set up that I basically, basically I thought, why, why show them the incomplete version? Let's get them the complete version, um, next episode or maybe two, (laughs) maybe two episodes from now, whatever. But, um, I got some tidying up to do really in here and, um, and that, that type of thing. There is a few little more things to, that we got to do. Uh, we got some artwork coming in real soon. Oh, I won't shout him out yet. I won't shout him out. Yes, I will. Go to, um, on Instagram, look up Adam Ballinger, B-A-L-L-I-N-G-E-R, art. Um, and this dude does caricatures, dude. And, um... He doesn't usually have famous sports stars. You can see, you can see like Michael Jordan. You can see LeBron James, Larry Bird, um, Barry Bonds, uh, anyone. You name them, they're, they're most likely on there. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, uh, Terry Rozier, Scary Terry. I don't need to name them all, do I? But um, add, add to the list... Uh, the big boss man. Add to the list the clumsy fucking Jula. Because we have got some artwork coming in. That's going to go on the wall over there. You're not going to be able to see it when I film, I don't think. 
because uh, we'll probably have the same similar kind of setup as uh, we had in the old Stewie. Um, and, you know, we've got a little... You know, it's going to be sick. So go check out Adam Ballinger. Um, he's a talented dude. He used to play basketball. I used to um, train with him out there at the 36ers, um, you know, before... You know, before things sort of went south with that with that team, and I and I had to stop supporting them. They're they're on a they're on a uh, I'm a, I've I've boycotted them ever since. It's been probably three or four years since I've been to a 36ers game. So, um, so think about that. Um, yeah, man. So I'm I'm very excited. I've got the digital version of it, but I don't have the hard copy. I'm very excited to ha- have the hard copy. Frame that bit. Put it up on the wall. Show that off to all the guests. And you're, you're saying to me right now, Clay, what are you talking about guests for? You know, I haven't seen a guest on the Welcome to the Potty podcast for quite some time. And let me tell you this. If I'm too ashamed to film this motherfucker, you think I want a stranger in, in here looking at this, this place in shambles? You think I want somebody in here uh, and they're calling me sham god for the wrong reasons, bruh? So that's probably why. And we might even, because we've got to start the voting soon for our guest of the year. So I might even not have another guest for the rest of this year. But Fringe is right around the corner too. The Adelaide Fringe Festival. So I could get, I could get some guests, uh, you know, regularly around that time, maybe. Who knows? Because, you know, last Fringe season, I got no one with a Fringe show. So think about that as well. Um... You know, I got this word curtain sitting on top of my top lip. Um, you know, it looks like it looks it looks like I'm wearing a welcome mat under my nostrils. Um, but you know, it's all for charity, so you guys can uh, yeah, you guys can help us out. Donate to uh, the the Movember page. Uh, I think it's Movember slash Claytron twenty three or something like that. Um, or you can, you can just look, look up Claiborne McMath or something or Claytron 23 on the Movember website, donate there five bucks, 10 bucks. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, tax, tax write-off. Anything over $2 is a tax write-off. If you want to just go and sling us a couple of buckers there, we're trying to raise, uh, three grand in one month, uh, just for charity. This isn't going into welcome to the potty. This isn't going, uh, you know, towards my, my grocery bill. You know, this isn't, this isn't, um, this isn't for me. This is for research, uh, for support, whatever. It's for stopping men dying too young, dude. Oh, suicide. You thought suicide was normal? Nah, bro. It just seems so normal because we see it all the fucking time, dude. Sucks. You ever met somebody that committed suicide, bro? And this is not even a joke right now. You ever do that? I did. I know people that's... People, bro. Plural. Pluralize that. I know people that's committed suicide. I know people whose parents have committed suicide. I know people who have had failed suicide attempts. There's no games out here, dude. And the fact is... The fact is that it's more men than women that it happens to. And that's just a fact, you know, uh, you can Google that, you can do whatever you want with it. Um, but we just, we need to prevent it, man. And that's what Movember's all about. And so, oh, Clay, you know, what's that slug doing crawling across your lip? Oh, you want to tease me? 
Bro, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm creating conversations, bro. Oh, Clay, you cheated this, this year. Yeah, because I wanted to create conversations from the 1st of November, not, not the 21st, bro. When my hairs start sprouting, I've got a full-fledged fucking, I got, I'm ready to harvest on my face right now, dude. I straight up look like the, the Magnum PI of podcasting, and that is, that is the God's honest truth, bro. I'm out here, um, I'm out here looking like fucking, um, who else has an iconic moustache, bro? I was going to say Chopper Reed, but mine's not, mine's not in that shape. But, you know, you know, there's people with iconic moustaches and I look like one of them. Uh, this is bushy. I look like maybe I could be a firefighter. Um, and, dude, firefighters are... The real MVP, dude. And I know that's that probably means nothing because everybody says, oh, this is the real MVP and shit now. Because, you know, let's just say whatever the internet says. Um, But firefighters, dude, because I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know. Most of my listeners are from Australia. Well, 60% of the listeners are from Australia, right? 40% from the US. So the US ones for sure would know about the LA fires right now. Check this out. They, there are prison inmates who, while in prison, like go through all the training and become like, you know, firefighter trained. Right. And they're out in the, they're out in these, these, these heat streets, um, uh, you know, uh, quenching the thirst of these, uh, these blazing fires, right. Just giving them a drink and, they're, but they're not able to actually get jobs when they get out of prison because they've got a felony or whatever. So think about that. They're good enough to fight the fires, but not good enough to have a job. And that's what we need. To, that's what we really need to think about. We, we first of all need to think about the prison system probably and why there's privatized prisons like that make money off of people being locked up. So if we're not locking people up, we're not making money. And dude, think about this. Think about if you like borderline commit a crime, like it's not even really that much of a crime. And like the whole time during sentencing, like say this shit's been going for like two years, the whole time you've behaved yourself, you've been doing piss tests and coming up clean. You've had like an ankle bracelet on or, or like you, you maybe haven't even had an ankle bracelet on, but you haven't done anything wrong. And then something happens and the judge is a cunt and you still go to jail. You've lost all faith in the system. You go into this jail, you probably get beat up. Maybe you get your booty hole played with or whatever. Um, you know, you eat this bullshit food. Guard, you know, a guard spits on you or something. And you've just got no faith in the system. And then you come out and you probably shouldn't have even been there anyway. How many fucks are you going to give about societal norms and rules, bro? Think about that. So that's one thing we've got to change. And then two... If you're good enough to be released from prison, that, that shit shouldn't be held over your head. Depending on what you did, obviously. But like to be a firefighter, bro, come on. The per That means the person wants to now do good, you know? Now, if this person's a rapist, you don't want them to be working at, you know, forever 21. But like even a rapist should be allowed like, you know... To be out to like clean some dishes in the kitchen or some shit. Or maybe the the rapist is really good at math. You know? And it can be an accountant. But then you just got to make sure you just sit them in 
where like, you know, everyone can really see where they're at. Or maybe they get their own office and maybe people get jealous, but it's like, at least we know where he is at all times, you know, or maybe that's discriminatory to them. Maybe they want to get treated normal, but you don't actually, fuck, now I'm flip-flopping, I think. Because I don't know if you get to get treated normal once you've been a rapist. I do like the thought of like, if you're a rapist though, just getting, just getting, you know, maybe put down, you know, rapists and murderers, put them down. Maybe let's, let's call them, you know, not, um, not, they're not fit for rehabilitation. Right. But then you got your thieves and it's like, you teach this dude some things in prison. You teach him about finances. You teach him about fiscal responsibility. You teach him about, um, you know, budgeting, things like this. Uh, you teach him just about, uh, you know, capitalism and, and why things are the way they are and why we don't steal. And then maybe they learn a bit too much and they start talking about like, but the banks are stealing from us or something like that. So that's why, like, that's why you kind of, you can, it's a slap on the wrist maybe for, for robbery, armed robbery. Maybe then it's a little bit longer. And I, that's probably already how it goes. But like, you know, you hurt somebody, you got to maybe pay the price a little bit. But if you, you know, let, basically, if, you, if you're allowed out of jail to fight fires and put your life on the line, you should be able to get a job when you're out of prison. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. And I didn't even plan on talking about this today. I just don't, I don't even remember how I got onto this. And that's the beauty of the Welcome to the Potty podcast, bro. That's the beauty of it. We know, we never know what's going to happen. It's wild that I can sit here, bro. And I can talk. I've been going talking nonstop, dude. I, I need a drink. I've been talking nonstop for 14 minutes and 11 seconds. And then I get up on that stage, bro, and do comedy for five minutes. And I, I'm just like, fuck, when is this five minutes going to end, dude? And this 14 minutes and 25 seconds has literally felt like less than the five minutes that I do on stage. Isn't that crazy? I'm just like in my comfort zone right here. Man, I know I am. Um, hold on. Let me just have a sip here. I know I, I fucking harp on about this social anxiety, but I got two, uh, I got two messages about it. One was from a friend of mine and so, and it, it made me think that maybe when I was talking about it, I, uh, I was unclear because he, he told me to like hang in there and like do my 10,000 hours. Um, like I always talk about with the potty, like just fucking put in my time and get good and whatever. And that's what, sorry, not the potty with comedy or well, and the potty, but put in my time and get good. And he said, like, think of when you played basketball, um, and like you're at the top level and um, how comfortable you were. Like now you're just doing something new and that's why you got anxiety. But that's not what it is, you guys. I just need to try and explain this. What I was saying was that people have been telling me that they're proud of me for doing comedy, right? And like they could never do it and all that. But what I was saying was that I'm more proud of myself because I go there by myself most of the time with no friends. And I talk to these strangers, which is a huge thing for me because I don't like talking to strangers. Um, and so what I, what I meant, 
when I said that I get anxiety, it's not so much about the comedy. And yes, I do get anxiety from comedy, but you know, public speaking is not an easy thing. And then you got to try and do jokes. Yeah, of course. I get full anxiety. I do it. Then I get full relief. And then I come home and I crash because the emotions have been a tidal wave. Anyway, but the real anxiety that I get when I'm talking to people, I just feel like the, I feel like the miscommunication was that I was saying that people think they're better than me when I talk to them. But I don't think that people think they're better than me. I feel that's what the conversation feels like when I talk to new people. I feel like I'm in the middle of a conversation where someone doesn't, where, where I'm trying to like, you know, force conversation about a TV show and they say, I don't watch TV. And it's like, fuck, you think you're better than me? Can't, like that. So that's probably the worst way of explaining it. But really, it's just um, like when I'm around my friends, I, I'm quick-witted. I'm funny, uh, I'm full of energy, you know, but when I'm around strangers, all of that disappears. I get nervous. It's like stage fright and I'm not on a stage. I, um, yeah, I don't have much funny things to say. I just, I'm very, uh, sort of closed off, I guess. And I don't know if it's a trust thing. I don't know what it is because I was a kid and I, I was always shy. Right, I was always shy when mom and dad had like uh, had their friends come over for dinner or whatever. I would like hide. I wouldn't say hello to them. I would grab their legs and be the most annoying cunt in the world, just like holding on, hugging my parents' legs so tight, like I was scared or some shit of these strangers. And then, like, I, I managed to do all right at basketball, but I sometimes wonder. I wonder if I had started playing competitively earlier in my life if I could have been better, if I could have gone to the next level. So I didn't start playing for a club till I was 13 or 14 because I was so scared to go and play with a bunch of kids that I didn't know. And when I did sign up, I made my dad come to practice. You know, like people get dropped off at practice and picked up from practice. And I made my dad come in and sit down and watch and leave with me. Like that's, that's the kind of uh, level I was on because I, I just get nervous, man, around people. Um, I don't know why. I still don't. Um, yeah, I still don't. Is it is it a trust issue? Is it... Um, yeah, I don't know because I was like it when I was young, but even in, in college or um, when I was playing pro, it's like... You kind of feel like a lot of you. You start getting a lot of attention, and people. You feel like people want to be around you because they want something. Oh, can I get tickets? You know, can I? Oh, you got tickets to the game? Oh, um. Oh, can you get me on the the VIP list at the club or like all that that nonsense, dude? Oh, dude, do you have any hookups for for sneakers? That kind of shit, and so. I started thinking like maybe that's what it was, but I was like that before, like before all that shit too. I was always like that. Um, unless I'm on alcohol or, um, or, uh, you know, the other substances. Um, sometimes if I'm in that fucking, that hurricane, bruh, I'll talk to, I'll talk to, you know, anyone, you know, 
But yeah, I don't know. So that was, and then that, what was the other person that um, messaged me? What did they say? I had someone else message me about the social anxiety. I don't remember. I don't remember, but um, yeah, I just wanted to go through that. I just wanted to explain that because um, yeah, it's not. I'm not anxious because I, I think like oh, I'm not good as I'm not as good as these people or whatever at comedy. Because it's like anything. It's like meeting a new one of Rachel's friends. I just oh, cannot fucking stand it, you know. Or like um, if I if I'm out if I uh go to dinner with a friend but they and then they know somebody and then we got to get in this conversation with someone that I don't know and oh come take a seat dude and then I'm sitting at this table with this dude I don't know I'm probably not going to talk much for the rest of the dinner is it that's the type of thing I'm talking about it's not about it's not about comedy that's just what I'm trying to say it wasn't about um you know insecurities surrounding comedy or jealousy or nothing like that so yeah but I did a set last night uh, Rhino Room, open mic, one mic stand, um, more good feedback, and I felt good, man, and someone asked me for some advice, and I, you know, I just gave some, I just gave some, even though I'm, I've only been doing it for a few months, I just gave some, and um, I don't know, that kind of felt good for someone to kind of, I felt like he might, he might have respected me or something to ask me for advice, you know, so that felt good. Um, the set was good. I did my, like my five minutes that, um, you know, my clean five that I feel real good about. I didn't do any new shit cause my, um, self-esteem was dropping cause I had a few bad sets. I don't know if they were bad sets. I just, I'm still trying to kind of find my feet a bit with my writing. I haven't been sitting down and writing enough. And I, I, I think I've found myself on stage trying to pull shit together without sort of planning it. And I'm, I mean, I think you've got to be like, bit of a comedy prodigy to do some shit like that. And I, uh, I think that's a bit above me. So, um, I think I do need to sit down more and write is what I've probably come, come down to this week. And while I was in the club last night, I went to the back for a little while and, and wrote some shit that, that came to my head. I wrote it down. So that was, that was good too, man. That was good too. Um, sports, Nah, dude, I still haven't watched any movies, so I got no clear reviews for you. Damn, I, I got a sore throat. I don't think I talked almost all day today at work, and now I'm talking. I think maybe I got a sore throat from it. Dude, I planted a fucking lemon tree on Sunday, so I hope that shit works. I'm pretty nervous. Um, we planted it in just like in the dirt in the ground. And I mean, I've seen plenty of, we've got an orange tree, but it's like hella old. So that one's used to the ground, but this one's been in like potting mix in the soil and shit. So I'm not really, I'm not really sure if it's used to the ground. So I'm pretty nervous about it, but I hope it takes cause, um, dude, I've been, uh, I've been fucking, I've been green thumbing it, dude. We've got two veggie boxes. Um, got two of them. And, you know, I did the, I mowed the lawns on the weekend, dude, raked, um, you know, I, I put some new pavers in out in the garden, uh, put a bird bath in, dude, we're, we're out here just fucking doing compost, dude. So yeah, I haven't got much stories about, uh, getting blind or anything lately. Um, 
caught up with a friend from Albury when I used to play for the Albury Wodonga Bandits, Mr. Sawyer Dearborn. Um, caught up with him on uh, Saturday. He's in Adelaide with his missus. Uh, she was a lovely lady as well. Abby, I believe her name was. Um, and we just went out for a couple drinks. And um, I've got to say, dude, I felt like a bit of a, a PC, dude, a bit of a poor cunt because Abby bought the first round. Then Sawyer bought the second round, and I was like, what does everyone want? And they're like, oh, do you want to just go? And I was like, okay. And so I didn't even get them around. So, um, yeah, so there's that. That's just me, you know, needing to get my money up. Not really, though, because I had the money and I was ready to buy it. But I don't know, dude. It still felt weird. And then on Sunday, we go to, um, we go to the Broadie to surprise Moose. Chiz gives up the... Oh, yeah. So, first of all, Moose is my friend um, who turned 30. We went to the Broadie, which is a pub, to surprise him um, for dinner. And Chiz, who is another friend, he's actually a uh, friend of the show as well. Uh, Tom Chisholm, marketing extraordinaire. Um, He uh, he fucked up the surprise and basically told Moose we were going to be there. Um, So, Moose wasn't surprised at all. Uh, And then I was there first. Oh, speaking of social anxiety, bruh, I was there first and I'm sitting down just waiting for the dudes to show up and this chick goes, excuse me? I was like, what? I mean, no, I was like, yep. She goes, what's your name? I was like, Clay. And she's like, Clay? I was like, yes. And she's like, oh, we were just over here guessing names and I guessed Isaiah. I was like, okay. And I went and I just opened my phone up and started scrolling to hope that she'd stop talking to me. And then she goes, did you say it was Clay? I was like, fuck, bitch. It's four o'clock on a Sunday. You shouldn't even be lit. What are you doing? So, so that made me move. So then I moved to a, uh, to the beer garden and it was freezing out there and I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. But I had to move because this bitch made me uncomfortable. Then the guys get there and they tell me, that they went through the same thing. They, they walk in, they're like, yeah, this bitch was out here guessing our names and shit, being annoying. And I was like, yes, yes, dude. I almost fucking left. Um, but yeah, it was, I got there first and then housemate Dan, not to be confused with roommate Dan, he, he shows up second, buys us a beer each, right? And then I, um, you know, I wasn't really drinking or I wasn't going to stay for dinner or nothing. So because uh, I was having dinner with Rach that night. So, um, so like I stayed for a little bit longer after I finished the beer and then didn't get Denny a, bit, a beer. So I'm just like this dude that's not even, I'm not even getting anyone rounds, bro. I'm not round. I'm, I'm square or something, bro. I'm fucking uh, isosceles, dude. Um, and isosceles sounds like Someone who who should have starred in uh, the movie Three Hundred, um, or or the sequel Three Hundred: Rise of an Empire. So, yeah, man. So I've done thirty minutes without even getting into advice, dude. So I might even leave it. I might even leave that that episode today, um, because this is the Hump Day episode. So I don't need to bang on for a whole hour. Um, so I'm gonna leave it there. Um, you know what to do. Tell a friend and tell a friend about the Welcome to the Potty podcast and you get a referral bonus. Um, and also, uh, if you can rate and review the show five stars, that'd be fantastic. It helps us 
rise in the um in the charts and it helps us get sponsors and things like that so please rate and review five stars uh tell a friend tell a friend um hit me up uh in the dms on welcome to the potty dms um if you know a single parent you know that could use a little break use uh some some free childcare, use a weekend away something like that we can make that happen here at the welcome to the potty podcast so please let us know if you know somebody who'd be a good candidate, we'll do a little background check. So just to make sure that you guys aren't trying to get some free shit. Um, what else, dude? Uh, go to welcometothepotty.com and uh, buy yourself a baby soft. Soft as, uh, you know, baby hair, dude, if you don't have a bald baby. Soft as baby shit, you know? Um these shirts are so soft and 5% of each sale actually goes to charity Movember this month. And that's why I've got this, uh, you know, I look like a, I look like a French maid left her equipment of, uh, her equipment behind on my face, you know? So, um, yeah, I got this, uh, this little, this little tickler on my lip. You feel me? I got this, uh, this yogurt strainer. They call them soup strainers, but I don't really have that much soup. So what the fuck? What the fuck am I talking about? I, some, sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck do these guys listen to this shit for? But I love you for it, man. This is my favorite time of week. Um, it really is. Thank you so much for supporting the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Um, I love you guys. So don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, this has been Welcome to the Potty. Bang, bang. Baby, welcome to Baby, welcome to